Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. (laughs) I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings, and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs, and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them I don't feel secure and honestly I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive so really really recommend it love it and I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening Fiona because I love their collection so if you use the code lovebites20 it's applicable on full price items only this can be used online and in store so there's two stores in Dubai one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach they also ship globally if you're buying from outside of Dubai then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture which is brilliant news thank you so much El Couture The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. Am I allowed to say that? You say everything else. It's the first time we've dropped the C-bomb. I was waiting for it. I'm going to drop it. I think it's the opportune placement of the C-word. I've never actually wanted to say say the C-word, but I'm saying it. What a bunch of c***. Ain't nobody got time for that. Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. Like the fact that sometimes people fart whilst they have sex. It's actually one of the top most embarrassing things that happens to people, because I had to Google. Like actual fart or vaginal fart? No, no, we covered the vaginal fart, actual fart. Okay. It's like one of the top, it's like the top, I Googled it, I was like, embarrassing things that like, what are the most embarrassing things you can do in the bedroom? And like the number one thing that like was the most popular was a, a fart fart. Personally, I've not done that. I've not, I actually didn't I've think it was possible sure. too, because I've definitely felt one bobbling before, but I sort of feel like the yeah. art of, the act of, of penetration kind of suppresses the fart. Do you? Oh my God. So actually, okay, we'll discuss after. You can say you can say your bit. <laughs> And also the fact that occasionally you get a random rogue hair growing out of your chin and or nipple area. Oh yeah, we've not talked about the nipple We ones. haven't talked about the nipple hair, um, but it's definitely there, girls. Don't be ashamed. We all get yeah. that rogue hair. And of course, whatever dating feels you have or if you need any love advice or help or if you just want to have the crack with your girls, then drop us an email info at lovebitespodcast.com or send us a wee cheeky DM. They give us life. You just don't understand. They're awesome. <laughs> um, so, Fiona. Yeah. I have a question for you. Tell me. Picture your perfect relationship, okay? Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just yeah. picture it. Yeah. <clears throat> How m- just don't overthink it. How many times a week or a month would you like to have sex? In the beginning, I would say a couple of times a week, definitely on the weekend, maybe like twice during the week and at least twice on the weekend. So maybe like four times a week. Then later on in life, 
then later on, probably like twice a week, three, twice to three times a week. Okay. So we talk very openly on this podcast about a lot of taboo issues, potentially issues that would make you feel embarrassed if you talked about them with your girlfriends. Like, I don't know, loving a thing of ginger shoved up your arse or whatever, okay? (laughs) In my personal opinion... Something that I can speak from experience that has made me feel embarrassed in the past and it's definitely something that I have had to suffer in a relationship is the issue of sexlessness and a sexless marriage, a sexless relationship, whatever the case may be. There are a lot more people out there that are in sexless relationships than you may think. Yeah, it's something that you obviously don't a lot of people don't speak openly about. And from experience, it's in large part because I didn't want to disrespect my partner because it definitely makes feel men feel emasculated. So I do think a lot of women don't speak openly about it because they don't want to disrespect their partners. And I completely agree with that. I did that myself. And it's a lot more common than you think. And when you're in a sexual relationship, you think everybody is having sex like rabbits around mm. you. And when you watch TV and you see like Bridgerton and everybody's riding like mad, you just sit there feeling so low and lonely in your own relationship because you just think everybody's at it. The reality is, nah, people aren't so much. So I'm going to share in the notes of the podcast a fantastic article that I have found. And this states that... It is the title of the article is why you're having less sex with your partner and how to get back into it. And this is by Janet Burrito. So according to her, the definition of a sexist relationship is when you have sex less than 10 times per year. So that's like, let's say just about every month, give or take. But and is sorry, Laura, is that mm -hmm. times or like how so if you had sex twice in one night for example would that count for two or is this is like 10 occasions 10 occasions I would say she said um, actually okay her exact definition is okay any part a sexless relationship is any partnership where sexual intimacy occurs less than 10 times within a year period. She also points out, she's very clever lady, the difficulty with that definition is the subjectivity of sexual intercourse, sexual intimacy, um, because obviously it differs from person to person. Mm. And she states that a sexless partnership is better defined as a conscious or unconscious avoidance of pleasure-based physically between two partners. And she makes a very salient point here where she actually doesn't think that sexlessness is an issue if both of the partners are okay with it. So if you and your partner are fine having sex once a month, then actually why should society tell you that it's a big deal? The problem occurs whenever one person, whenever one person feels completely bereft when one person feels that they are living in a lonely sexist relationship Mm. and when one person feels unattractive and that their needs and desires aren't being met and then that can lead to some fucked up shit like I don't know fancying the postman or you know cohorting with your colleague in the printer room at work or whatever 
Mm. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. Um, I've definitely been in a relationship, not where it's completely sexless, absolutely not, because at the beginning you're always having loads of sex, right? Like the writing's immense. But in time, things have happened, whether it's, um, you know, conflicts in our relationship, disconnection, that we have definitely gone through sexless periods. And mm. one point worth noting as well, when we were young girls growing up, we were always made to feel like men are going to harass you for sex. Women are always like these kind of virtuous beings that are having to like fight off men and their sexual advances. The reality is, as we grow up, a woman's sexual desire grows and we peak in our 30s, 40s, 50s and onwards. Men's sexual peak is in their 20s and 30s. And as they grow older, their sex drive declines. That's just a fact. I mean, for the most part anyways. Yeah. So then to be in a position as a young woman where I felt neglected in the bedroom, it was just so alien to me because I always thought it would be the other way around. And Mm. I was in no way prepared to deal with it. I didn't know how to deal with it. It created so many issues in our relationship. Um, And I would just be interested to hear your thoughts on this. And because I know a lot of our listeners will be having to go through the same thing whether it's a a period it's a lull or that's just the reality of their relationships and because of course a lot of sexist relationships are also brilliant relationships there's so much intimacy connection companionship partnership it's just the sex isn't there so what do you think about that is this something you've experienced before well I think that it's an interesting point what you say about the men's sex drives and when their their peak of their sex drive is because if you think about it when you started being sexually active you're probably around I mean I can't speak for everyone obviously I actually lost my virginity pretty young but like you're around let's say the 15 uh, 15 upwards mark so when you're like starting to get sexually active and you're starting to have like those relationships and we're talking like heterosexually by the way like I can't speak for the gay community just because I'm not gay so it might be totally different in that in that respect but you're you're always told that like boys are like these horn dogs that are like Mm -hmm. having wanks and discovering porn and like you know I heard all these stories when I was like around 16 with like you know school boyfriends of mine like wanking into like buckets and things like that and then you just you'll just <laughs> you grow up buckets. do you know what I mean like you, you grow up with this view that men are basically gonna, like you said like horny harass bastards. you horny yeah. bastards are gonna harass mm-hmm. you for sex you then get to like in your 20s and this is where I had a se- uh, not I, I had sexless with my first real boyfriend of seven years but I think the reason why the sex teetered off at the end was because I was completely checked out of the relationship mm-hmm, of course. I, it wasn't because I think that was basically why it was and obviously we then broke up but then this then my next boyfriend after that I remember this what basically what you said which is you all you think everyone is having loads mm-hmm. of sex and, and you become obsessed by if, I like, became obsessed uh-huh. I was and also he also was not healthy and pretty toxic for me because he would make me feel bad for wanting to have sex he mm-hmm. he would be like you're like you have this insatiable sexual drive and like I don't understand why you want to have sex all the time and I was like why don't you want to have sex all the time and you do feel very alone and like it I was constantly thinking oh my god everyone is having way more sex than me does this mean that he's not attracted to me or as attracted to me as my other Mm -hmm. friends boyfriends Mm -hmm. and I think that I 
just suffered in silence to be honest with you and that's the thing Fiona you're not being dramatic because I've been I know. there you, you're you're suffering and it's not something you can just shoot the breeze with with your friends because it's such a personal matter and you know there's certain things that you can talk about my boyfriend the dick or whatever he keeps snoring or whatever came in drunk one night but to talk about his sex drive or lack thereof is very personal mm. and I think suffering in silence is right and I think I think the case is here there are things that can be done yeah and you know there's always light at the end of the tunnel and actually our friend Lisa relationship coach like absolute legend she did a webinar recently and it was about um relationships and communication and things and one of her um, points uh, that she discussed was sex of course and I'm only you know within the first year of my relationship and for the most part, we are so healthy in all aspects, healthier than I've been with anybody else. But I've been very honest on this podcast. My sex drive has really dipped. Why do you think that is? Weight gain. I've put yeah. on quite a lot of weight. Um, I feel stagnant in life. I feel a little bit stuck. Um, I haven't left the house essentially in the last year. Um, you know, we once both of you and I had these like amazing jobs in Dubai and PR and I really felt like I was living my best life. And then I've mm. come back home and I feel stuck. I feel at times a little bit, not even low in like a depressed sense, but just life is going through a lull at the moment. And whilst I'm extremely happy with my partner and I couldn't be any happier, um, it, it it hasn't my current lifestyle hasn't played into me being the horniest mm. I've ever been that's yeah. not to say that we're not unbelievably intimate and we are the most affectionate couple and um, I just don't particularly feel like I want to go riding all the time mm. now this is the point that Lisa makes and it really resonated with me because I jumped on that webinar and I was like oh I don't really know what I'm going to learn from this because actually we communicate so well but she said um, and you know I'm probably paraphrasing she said if you're not having sex you are roommates yes people get ill people become depressed babies happen things happen that definitely mar your sex life but for the most part if you're not having sex you are um flatmate or flatmates roommates whatever and the sex is the glue that binds you the sex is the one thing that differentiates me and my partner from Fiona and I and that makes sense mm. babies aside and all those um, external factors she thinks and I agree that you should be making a sex date every single week you should be allocating time out of your week to reconnect um, in a sexual way and she compared it to the gym you don't really ever want to go to the gym, right? And there's mm. times you're like, I just cannot be fucking arsed going to the gym. Yet when you go, you feel so much better. Yeah. You feel more connected to yourself. You feel uh, more revitalized. Your endorphins are going. Everything is better after the gym. And actually, that's the truth. Sometimes, and I know, and I'm a feminist, Fiona, I strongly believe in you know living your truth and being as honest as you can and not to have to conform to the norms of really societal or relationships that you know society tells you you should or shouldn't do but there are times that I just can't be arsed 
having sex. Yeah. I've, I get I get so much from kisses and cuddles and intimacy and the the health of our relationship that I can't be bothered, but I know it's the right thing to do at times. And as soon as I do it, as soon as I'm two seconds in, I'm like, why did I, why, why yeah. was I so hesitant before? And the, the, the resulting connection is so special that I kind of berate myself for even dragging my feet in the first place. And yeah. I know that this will lift. It's just something we I think a lot of us have to be cognizant of. Um, the fact if one person is massively out of sync with the other. Mm. I also think that sex um, serves like multiple purposes it's not mm-hmm. just to have an orgasm it reduces stress it creates social alliances between you and a partner um, you know it like it cements a relationship like you said to you know create like a different like a difference so it's not just a relationship of me and you taking it not roommates I think the mm-hmm. reducing stress thing is massive like I yeah. think that also I do I do agree also that like, you have to feel when you're not feeling confident in yourself and also I do think a huge part and a lot of people will have this issue a lot of birth control pills kill a libido you have to okay yeah, as women back in the day as women we have we go on these birth controls and like i'm i have the coil and mm. luckily it's been okay apart from fucking up my skin but in terms of sexual drive it's been fine but definitely back in the day when i've tried like microgynin and i i, I noticed a dip in my sex drive mm. so i think there are these factors as well i think in terms of like how to deal with it if you are feeling if you're a listener and you're feeling like you're you are the one that wants to have sex and your partner doesn't male or female it's it's, works both ways Mm -hmm. I think that having one having a conversation but like this what we said uh you know in one of our earlier episodes when we had a listener basically she didn't know how to talk to her boyfriend about him coming fast and Mm -hmm. we talked about having a conversation outside the bedroom and talking about it talking about it in a light tone that lady makes the, the the lady that penned this article don't talk about it in that frustrated phase where yeah. I've done. Like, why are you not having sex with me? Like, For fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> I am so frustrated if I cheat on you. I, you know. Yeah. When I was young, younger, um, I always one of, was one of these like defiant arseholes. It was like, if you cheat, there's no excuse. You are kicked to the curb. Fuck you, motherfucker. As I've grown, I've realized that people, not that it's justifiable, but people cheat for varying reasons Mm. you can cheat because you're a dog or you can cheat because you are not being truly lonely and unfulfilled in your own relationship so what this lady says like you said fiona is talk about it outside of the bedroom Mm. so don't get angry don't get frustrated talk about it the next day when you're having a glass of wine or over breakfast and just say listen how can we work through this is it because you are experiencing depression is it because you're I mean men when they are having stressful times at work or with money they're emasculated and quite often the sex drive is the first thing to go right and I think it's very important to just not be frustrated and also to normalize sex periods of sexlessness Mm. and the key is if you and your partner are both okay with it then don't let anybody tell you that your relationship is any less viable or important Mm. the issue arises when one person is sitting there flicking their bean three times a night because their boyfriend won't have sex with them not that i ever did that (laughs) but but i mean i also think that like 
I think I would have saved myself a lot of time and energy if I hadn't sat there and compared myself or my relationship to others around me. And I don't know if that's just like a coming of age thing where like, as you get older, you do start to like, be like, okay, not everyone's relationship is the same. But mm-hmm. I used to sit there and bloody compare and be like, why am I not having as, se- as much sex as this person? What's wrong with me? And don't forget, Fiona, you're probably speaking to your friends. We're like, oh my God, we're having sex every night. We're doing it in every room of the house. Like we're doing the dead cockroach left, right and center. <laughs> yeah, we do that like in the first couple of months. And, and then, then I've never known a relationship that hasn't ebbed off. And you kind of yeah. get to that weird stage where like you're like, we haven't had sex within a couple of days. Are we okay? Of course we're fucking okay. Like we're absolutely grand. Life happens. And this I mean, is what this lady suggests if okay, you yeah, feel like it. you need to reignite. Firstly, there's no shame in going to a sex therapist. I know uh, a yeah, lot of I'm friends so, that have I'm gone to a sex therapist that. and it's worked wonders. Um, trying a new activity together. Something that's just for you, something that's special, whether that's freaking salsa dancing, hiking, going to a museum, concert. Um men being cognizant of the fact that women get turned on at the start of the day that's when their turn on mechanism begins really so if you are yeah if you're helpful and i think a lot of the time this is women that are um that have their wives and they have children and things so if your husband's a lazy big bastard and just slobs around and doesn't help <laughs> you with the kids and doesn't pick up his dirty skid mark boxers she feels like she is a, a, a wife to her big man child son so whilst a man can get turned on as soon as he sees his wife's arse or nipple a woman needs to feel throughout the day that she is supported that she mm. is loved that she is cherished and cared for so if your wife for example isn't um is the one that maybe is refraining from um sexual activity Start off by doing things for her throughout the day. Make her a cup of tea. Give her a shoulder rub. Tell her she's beautiful. Say, what can I do to help you around the house? Or God forbid, go and hang out the washing without even having to be asked or take out the bin. Um, Being cognizant of men and women's um, you know, varying inclinations to when the arousal begins. Um, take a vacation together, staycation or retreat with the attention of relaxing. And this is the most, the best point of all. Have more sex, simple and straightforward. Like Lisa said, sometimes you're not really in the mood. You don't feel great. You don't feel horny. But as soon as you do it, you're like, why yeah. did I drag my feet? Importantly, if you're not enjoying sex with your partner, that's a different issue. Mm. If you're not enjoying sex with your partner, potentially you need to address something at a much deeper level I had sex with an ex before and I started crying halfway through and it's because that person and our sexual relationship at that time just made my skin crawl and I'd fallen out of love with that person this person became super jealous um we were always kind of having issues around jealousy and possessiveness and as a result, I really fell out of love with that person because he didn't, he wasn't a man to me anymore. He was a, a pathetic, he became a pathetic character who mm. didn't even have the confidence to let me go out without calling me 10 times or whatever. Um, and that's a different thing. When that happened, I was like, right, there's no coming back from this. We need to 
to move on. And um, I also had a guy told me that he didn't want to sleep with me anymore because I'd gain weight. I mean, what to do? He was a fucking knob. But actually, at least, he, at least that. he had the opportunity to, um, at least he was honest. Um, so that actually leads me on seamlessly to a letter. And sorry, I feel like I'm speaking at you as well. And sorry about that. It's clearly something that has hit a nerve with me. And I know that <laughs> I love you speaking at me. It'll Keep hit a going. nerve with a lot of our listeners. And no, we would I love agree. to hear from you. Please drop us a DM or an email if mm. this is something that you've experienced. And if you'd like to share any for information that's what's mm. kind of picked you out of your your yeah. your trough, <laughs> any hints, any tips, any practices that you um invoke in your relationship that have helped. And but I think it's such an important point, Laura, because we talk a lot on this podcast about how to behave when you're single and what to do when you're single. And actually, a lot of our listeners are mums, they're in long term relationships, you're in a long term relationship. This is not something I can comment on because I've not been in a long term. My longest relationship in my adult life has only been like, you know, a year. And I can't I can't comment and, I'll and let you know in a few years if I'm in. As, we'll revisit this when and I'm when, off when the street. We're chatting about, um, you know, our very kind of loose agenda for love bites. It's something that I I have thought about. We talk we talk an awful lot about dating and yeah, we and, do and, and dating single, apps. But a, a lot of our listeners are in relationships. I'm in a relationship, and there are just as many sexual issues 100%. and frustrations that take place within the confines of a relationship than out there being single. So mm. if you are going through this, don't suffer in silence. Speak to your partner, um, because if you don't, inevitably frustrations will grow and grow and grow. Alternatively, if you're happy with the lack of sex and you're both unified in it then for foxia there is so much love and joy that pink can be garnered from a cuddle from kind words from you know hugs in bed and things like that so anyways i'm really excited for this story tell me right because i feel like just before we go on it is about weight gain and i feel like every single person on this listening has been through over the past year, some form of weight gain. I have, and I literally got on the scales and I was like, I'm the heaviest I've ever been in my whole entire life. I barely, and I just don't know what to do. And it's, Mm -hmm. and it's horrible. So So just, just for um, a little bit of a backstory, Fiona and I actually had our last night out pre Oh my god. Fiona and I went out with one of our best friends, Sonny, and we sensed that COVID was looming. We didn't know how big it was going to be. We heard talk of, oh, you know, they might actually shut down bars and things. And we were like, fuck this. If bars are going to be shut for a month, we are going to go out and party. For a month, we thought as well. That was the best bit. So Fiona came over to my place and we got dressed up and we took a selfie and we we went out and fucked shit up that night. It was very funny. It was so much We went to like three different places. Yeah, and I had to take you home and ordered a McDonald's for you. Do you know why you had to to take me home? I had to eat both of our McDonald's. How awful is that? So I invented this drink. Um, I actually personally did not invent it, but that (laughs) night I basically... (laughs) uh brought it to the table um so okay the story of the drink of how it came into my life I was once on a really bad date okay (laughs) and first of all he just okay I have a real issue just sidebar really quickly before we go into the story 
I have an issue when you go on a date with someone and you're in a, so we went to this um, restaurant called Maine in Dubai and it's really beautiful. It's got delicious food. Like they do like the best truffle pizza, like such mm. good food. You go there to basically like indulge. And I went on this date with this guy and he had been asking me out for years. And weirdly he like went to school with my cousin and me and my cousin look very similar. And he always, he basically constantly told me how much he used to fancy my cousin when he was at school. And then he like constantly started, he asked me out so many times. And I was like, do you know what? Fuck it, I'm just gonna go out with him. Anyway, whatever. Then we went out to Maine. Mike had a real issue with what he ordered. So I ordered like a truffle pizza. Like I was like, it's a, it's a Friday night. And he went and ordered like, like the steamed salmon and broccoli. And I was just like, come on. Like, don't sit here. Actually, very similar to this weight gain thing. I was like, don't fucking sit here and make me feel bad for eating a truffle pizza, my friend. He didn't make you feel bad. He just ordered a bit of salmon. You made yourself feel bad. Yeah, I know. But I was still like, order something. And he was like, I'm trying to be healthy. And I was like, we're on a date. It's Friday night. Anyway, so that for me was like a massive red flag. I was like, I can't be with someone who can be healthy on a Friday night. Anyway, so I was like, shit, I'm so, I'm just like having the worst time. And then I went to the bar and I bumped into this girl um, who I know, who's also friends with him. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm on the date with your friend. I was like, can we come and join you? And she was at the bar with her friend. And then and basically we got so drunk and she basically introduced me to this drink called a tequila slut now for anyone that doesn't like to drink tequila this drink Ooh. is for you okay. you were having them laura rooney i Was saw I? you slam because a few I think, tequila, I think of me being in mexico at 24 vomiting in the plump pot of a lobby of a fucking no i saw hotel. you i saw you down a few because okay. i forced you to but okay. basically it's tequila it's a tequila shot and you chase it with a pineapple juice shot and okay. we actually were with a client of yours and we were okay. at sky bar in dubai which is this lebanese it's the super club god can you imagine ever going there now and we i just like made um your poor client just like order us those i was like get the tequila slats and that's why i i had about 15 because we, we went to Rocca, remember? Yeah. Yeah. We went to Rocca, we went to Bagatelle. Oh my God, yeah. We went oh. to Sky Bar and fuck shit up. Anyways, my point of that story sorry. was, no, don't be sorry, <laughs> Back um, to you this. and I took a selfie that night. I was wearing a pair of jeans that were my fat jeans and they had to be held up with a belt. You were looking very slim as well. Yeah, I was. Those fat jeans, Fiona, that had to be held up with a belt now will not even go past my knees like the weight gain is but you know but Fiona it's fine like it's two stone which is 10 kgs I feel like lockdown has caused a lot of us to gain weight and also let's be honest when you live in Dubai there is the Dubai stone you have an you have access to so much food so much alcohol and a lot of girls gain weight in Dubai and they also feel very paranoid about it because Dubai is also full of the hottest women on the face of the planet gorgeous tall thin eastern European girls I feel like everybody's like so ripped with big fake boobs living their best lives and that STD cessed pool on the palm right so weight gain we all feel we've all experienced it in the last year so moving on to our letter oh my god tequila slot makes me feel sick Fiona. they're so good though if you want to get so i i like to drink to get drunk sometimes and they are a great drink to get okay. drunk 
We'll do. It won't and they're called tequila sluts because we will have a tequila slut. Tequila slut. Do you mind if I move on with this letter? Of course. It's bubbling here. Hi, girls. I'm loving your podcast. Your openness and honesty has actually been really comforting. Thank you. I'm in my 30s and feeling really unlucky in love. I cannot tell you the stress and anxiety that online dating has caused me. I have been called a catfish by a horrible guy who shamed me for being bigger than I was in my Tinder pics. Here's the thing. I know I've put on weight. A year in lockdown has caused me to gain weight, but Christ, surely that's okay. I've noticed that guys tend to lose interest in me once we meet and I cannot bear to think that it's because I'm a couple of dress sizes bigger. I know I should put recent pics on, but the truth is I am disgusted with how I look. I feel deflated as I'm sure there would be great guys out there who would see past the exterior. And I'm not being funny. I've got a really pretty face, a good personality and a lot going for me besides my physicality. A friend told me that I really need to update the pics to be open and transparent and I know he is right but I, I guess I'm holding out for the guy that isn't so superficial. What do you girls think? Should I step back from online dating until I lose the weight or bite the bullet and public publish the pics where I physically discuss myself? Oh that is heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking. My first, yeah. my first thoughts would be if da- online dating is giving you anxiety, come off it for a while mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're just going to make yourself feel worse. And also to those c- am I allowed to say that? We say it's everything else. It's the first else. time we've dropped the C bomb. Okay. I was waiting I'm, for I'm it. Gonna dro- I'm going to drop it. I think it's the opportune placement okay, of fine. the C word. Yes. I've never actually wanted to say it, say the C word, but I'm saying it. What a bunch of c**ts calling yeah. her a catfish mm-hmm. what and what and your fucking jared butler jared Butler, by the way is like our mvp of this podcast we really mention him a lot as like our peak hot guy do you think he would ever come on and do the pod i'm sure he would actually when we get so when fun. we get famous yeah 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 i'll message him i'll message him again and be like hi yeah because he definitely replied to the last message but this um it, it's it's heartbreaking because I feel like it's a lot horrible. of women can a lot I can certainly empathize. I can definitely with this. empathize as well. Um, I floated this with yeah. a friend, and yeah. he is on Tinder, and he's a young guy. And I told him about this, and I was like, "Listen, what do you think this girl should do?" And he was like, "Honestly, I think your friend's in the wrong. She has every right to be called a catfish. Obviously, not so <gasps> okay. horribly." Yeah. because he said he went on a date with a girl and the exact same thing happened and he felt like he was really cheated by this person and he said you know it's like me posting pictures of me with a six-pack and a full head of hair and now I'm kind of chubby and bald and he actually thinks that she does need to be a lot more transparent and open with this but you're right Fiona if she's feeling anxious about it Get and if it. she's feeling in her own words, disgusted at how she looks. No good can come of feeling like that. And I think that self-care is number one. You have to take care of yourself first because also my advice to her is if you're feeling like this about yourself and you should, you should, thing is there's, there's no, um, weight gain is just something that we all deal with in our lives. But if you are personally feeling 
like bad about yourself which I've been in so many times you have to make yourself feel good because otherwise you're going to bring that energy to your relationship Uh whoever you meet and you might meet some guy that like is adores you and loves you but you won't see that and you could easily self-sabotage I've done it raising my hand Mm -hmm. because you don't feel good in yourself so first of all start to feel good in yourself if you are feeling like you know you've put on a bit of weight I would really really recommend getting a personal trainer I can recommend one right now her name is Joe Farah find her on <laughs> find her on Instagram Joe Farah PT I will link her goddamn Instagram in our show notes because Laura and I used to work out with her and she is the best PT She's for amazing. women she whipped my ass and is this girl in Dubai no Oh, she's no, not in Dubai. No. Okay, fine. Damn. Otherwise, we'll I was going to say, something. we'll fight. But my number one thing is get yourself a PT because it keeps you accountable. You also, once you start to like do something for yourself, do these things for yourself, you will start to feel better. Even mm-hmm. if it's like, you know, you've got one night of a week, like Saturday night for me mm-hmm. is my self-care night. Mm-hmm. And I love doing it because it makes me feel good. And every and then I start the week feeling fresh and good and things like that to start. And then once you're starting to feel better, go back on. I would recommend, these. this is how I recommend with dating apps, pictures of yourself. Okay. One is a like closer up selfie picture where people can, you know, where you see can your see face. your face. Yeah. One is with your friends um, doing something social. If you are a social person, that is. If you're not, totally fine. One, doing some kind of like activity, I don't know, like hiking, about hiking up Jabal Jace. Hiking, hiking up Jabal Jace, <laughs> which was. Oh my God. Do you know, really I, that was actually, I did actually say that to my ex boyfriend who I met on Tinder, and he was like, he looked like a like outdoorsy guy from New Zealand. And I was like, yeah, I love hiking. Literally never been fucking hiking in my life. Hate it. Hate anything to do with the outdoors. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, I totally love anal. He was like, oh yeah, totally love anal. Do me up the arse, gets near my arse. Like, don't fucking go near it! Don't fucking touch my arse, Will. <laughs> it's not bleached yet, get away. <laughs> um, buy a box of party rings and be done with it. Um, but okay. also, the, the most important is you do need some form of full body shot. And that is, mm-hmm. I, no, you I, do. I remember one time I didn't for ages, and one guy was like, um you're not fat are you and I was like excuse me I was like no I'm not I was like I'm not and he was like oh well you just I you know that usually happens if you don't put a full body shot you know that's usually the reason why I was like first of all you're a cunt and also like why do I need to I I was like why do I need to do it because I just didn't I also don't have many full body shots of myself unless I'm like in a big group or whatever anyway I I do have one now on my profile I think it's like a mirror selfie or something it may be the one of me and you before we tore up <laughs> tore up Dubai we oh. <laughs> yeah but like I also think another thing is I think that you yourself notice the weight gain more than other people I think that we make us, we are so, as women, we're so easy to be hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we always, like when she's saying she's disgusted in what she looks like, that's why I'm saying do all these self-care things because I actually don't think it will be as bad as she thinks. And -hmm. there will be a guy out there that won't even fucking care or notice because he just wants to be with her. And I've got a question for you because you're a, online dating aficionado Mm. 
The reality is on dating apps, it's all about the physicality. Yes, you can say your cute little hinge thing like, oh, yeah. my granny describes me as whatever. Or my favorite pizza is whatever. But the reality is we're all there to judge people on our physicality. 100%. It is. So are men and women, by the way, not well within their rights to feel duped yeah. by somebody who looks kind of vastly different than their tinder profile pic yeah and like i've been in a situation where i went out with a guy when i was 24 and he was 38 so it was a quite a big age gap and he turned up and his pictures were from about you know 12 15 years ago (laughs) and he turned up and he was like he was an older looking 38 year old Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh my God, like I felt a bit catfished. Mm-hmm. And I have had those situations where I've gone on a date and they've looked not very like the their picture. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have, I, you do feel duped in a way. So, but my, my number one advice is girls, get off the dating apps if they're making you feel bad and come back on when you're feeling good more like your you're skin. good in your own skin because you will not bring a good energy to the person you meet because also you'll feel self-conscious and uh-huh. if you're you know if you start going out with someone there's no no matter how much you like the person or you know that they like you when you take your top off you will feel self-conscious exactly like it doesn't matter like the like I've had boyfriends um you know say like literally I think you're the hottest thing ever because I've felt bad I have felt it doesn't matter what they say I'm yeah. like I tell myself one thing mm-hmm. so you're 100% right, Faye. And feeling good and confident in your own skin is the most attractive thing mm. for a man. There are so many men out there that will see past the physicality. Unfortunately, with dating apps, the physicality tends to be the, the forerunning aspect and, you know, thing that you choose somebody and you swipe left or right or say yes or no. Um, But there are definitely guys out there that will see mm. past that. Yeah. But in the early stages, yes, I definitely think that you need to be a lot more upfront mm. and honest about what how you actually look. And if you're not happy with how you look, then take yourself away, work on yeah. yourself, lose mm. a bit of weight, but lose the weight for you, not because somebody definitely. makes you feel like 100%. shit. Because there's plenty of bigger girls and bigger guys that are yeah, feel this so incredibly sexy in their own skin. And as a result, people literally fall at their feet because that mm. confidence is infectious, that confidence is contagious. Um but yeah, with with, it, with this girl, I really feel European sister because if mm. I was online dating myself, I would probably be in a very similar position than that girl. I would be posting pictures of me in my Dubai days when I was looking really fit and healthy. Mm. Now I look like a flump. So you don't look like a flump. I do, but <laughs> thank you. Um, online so yeah. dating is just also you know the reason why we're yeah I'm calling them cunts. God, I've said this word a lot this today. <laughs> really, it's my choice. It's the word of the word of the day, my word of the day. But but also, having said that, you on when you're online dating, you don't owe the person anything. You like you you don't. That I feel like with online dating, you don't feel as much of a connection with the other person because mm-hmm. even if you met up with them, because there's no. So like for example, I um if you're set up by a friend. Mm-hmm. like if you set me up with your friend and then it didn't go well I would feel way more of a like inclination to to 
to be politer about the situation and and have tiptoe around, not tiptoe around, but be more mindful of the other person's feelings. Whereas when it's online dating, because there's no like external, like you're literally you met on a online, you don't know any of the same people. You're two random people. I think a lot of the time people feel like they don't owe you anything. So mm-hmm. they do feel like they can ghost. They do feel like they they can say things like, oh, you catfished me because who like it's such a transitionary it, it, it's platform, not, yeah, it? there's it's, no accountability. There's no accountability. Like it's can you imagine if I oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> Professional as always, Laura. <laughs> But like, can you imagine if I like, if you set me up on a date with a guy that you knew, your friend, and then I like ghosted him, you'd be like, what a fucking bitch. Mm -hmm. Actually, just that leads me into talking about something that really highly has irritated me this week. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sad to say that the silver fox has been sent to the island. Have I told you about the island? No. Oh my God, have I not told you about the island? So basically, I coined this term the island of lost men and it's basically where because I used to get so ghosted so often in Mm -hmm. um, my youth and now to be honest actually less so now but definitely in my youth I got ghosted a lot pretty much every guy ghosted me but instead of like basically saying that they died because I'm like I think that's a bit mean I would say they have gone to the island of lost men okay I like that they get on their boat they row to the island there's a, yeah. there's a lot of them now. The island is pretty full. <laughs> so whenever a guy like, it's like a disappears, over there for you yeah, it's ha- they're all having a great time basically chatting shit about me. <laughs> so Mr. So um, Silver Fox okay. has gone to the island and he has done something that infuriates me. I'm, I'm saying this now as an assumption. I could hear from him in a couple of weeks and he proves me wrong. But right now he's really done something that really really pisses me off okay yes ghosting is a very well-known term everyone knows what ghosting is i'll summarize it's basically where you meet someone ghosting can be with everything but in the dating term when you've met someone say you've gone on a couple of dates or you've gone on one date and then you basically don't hear from them again usually you've sent a message and then they just like never reply ghost Mm -hmm. you they die basically (laughs) What the Silver Fox has done is basically done like a a breadcrumbing slow fade, which I, in my opinion, feel is way worse. So we went on this magnificent date and we had a great time. He said, when are we doing it again? We said first week of May. Then then it's been like a two week time period and I've barely heard from him. And I, um, because I'm an anxious attachment style, have a heightened sense for this stuff. And I was like, I know that something is like, I feel like he's not that interested. But I was like, you know what? Then after kind of two weeks, you also yourself, if you're not hearing from the other person, you yourself will stop feeling it, which I did, to be honest with you, because like, we only had one day, like I kind of forgot. And I'm the kind of person that if I've stopped feeling it and the other person is messaging me, I will do the thing where I'm like, listen, I'm not feeling it anymore, but you're a great person. Let's just leave it where it is. Because Mm -hmm. you, I feel like personally, you do owe it to the other person you've met them. We kissed, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so <clears throat> basically, I uh, we had a few messages on like a couple of days ago and 
he did this thing where I, to test the situation, to be honest with you, I didn't really want to see, I didn't really want to see him again. I, the interest for me was, has, had been lost or almost like for a week. Okay. I, um, I, I basically gave him a bit of bait and I was like, let's put something in the diary. And mm-hmm. he basically replied to my message, but ignored the bit about putting something in the diary. And that for me, I was like, okay. Red flag. So red flag, yeah. what you're actually doing, my friend, is replying to me to be polite because mm-hmm. you think you're being nice. A nice guy. A yeah. nice guy. But actually you're not. Because what you should do, and this is speaking to men and women across the world, if someone has asked you out, you either say, I'm really sorry, I'm not interested, or you say, yeah, let's do something. You don't mm-hmm. basically <clears throat> bread, what we call throwing a breadcrumb out because you think that you're being a nice guy or girl by mm-hmm. replying to the person because it actually makes them feel so much worse. Because mm-hmm. I was all prepared for him to be like, listen, yeah, like let's not do anything. But I was like, I was so confused. I don't know, whatever, I didn't reply, but like, it just pissed me off. I was like, I'm sorry, you're a grown ass man. Get some fucking balls. And so I did ask- he say anything in regards to no. suggesting doing something or seeing each other again? No, zero. Did he ask you any questions? He asked me, I said, how was your weekend? And he, ba- I said, how's your weekend? Let's put something in a diary. And he replied going, yeah, my weekend was good. How was yours? Oh no, fuck off. Yeah. No, and you know what? It was so clear as well. Like I was really clear to be clear because I wanted to see and do you know the thing Fee um a few of our listeners have have voiced their concern shall we say that potentially um you need to be a little bit more chill and I need to be encouraging of you being a little bit more chill (laughs) but I firmly believe I have no chill I can't but and here's the thing, if you want a naughty eye and it's never really impeded my relationships in the beginning, if you aren't a chill person and you have that anxious attachment style, fair enough. But also when it's meant to be and the relationship is going places, there's none of this f- fucking shit in the beginning about, oh God, who pl- replies to who, leave it an yeah. hour, two hours, whatever. There's so much upfrontness about what you want what you want together like with my boyfriend we agreed to meet um the next day we went for a walk because there was nothing else to do the weather was so nice the next day and by the way I felt the ick in the beginning I'm just putting it out there but I was so assured that he was such a nice guy that I was like you know what I'm gonna really see this through so the next day we were due to meet like two days after but the next day was such beautiful weather I just dropped him a message and I was like listen it's such a nice day today let's take advantage and go go on this walk he could have seen that as so keen and so like coming on too strong and ignored me. He messaged back within three seconds. I was like, yeah, I'll come and pick you up in an hour's time. We went for our little walk. Oh my God. It's so funny because you posted that thing about... Um, yeah, the hiking. Saying you like hiking <laughs> on a Tinder and then he like brings you out on a date actually in nature and you're fucking disgusted. Yeah, that's I me. I then reposted that on my Instagram because that very much reminds me of our first date. So we were walking around and I was like, God, I love nature. I love trees. Like, oh my God, I just love getting out walking. I was like, do you like doing that? And he was like, yeah 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 I love nature love walking absolutely all over it fucking liar he 
hates walking with a passion. <laughs> he sees it as a form of capital punishment. When I bring him out for a walk, he literally walks around like a teenager. He's like, can we go home yet? Oh my God, this is so boring. And I'm like, you fucking lying little swine. In the beginning, you told me how much you loved hiking, how lo- lo- much you loved walking, how much you loved nature. So then I did an Insta poll and said, tell me about your... um." first date fibs and we all have them Fiona one girl wrote that she claimed to love you know lies oh my god yeah girls tend to make themselves out to be really sexy sexual yeah um top listeners who loves vanilla she told her now husband that she loved handcuffs she couldn't give a fuck about handcuffs another girl told her boyfriend that she loved to go to the gym and she actually turned her phone off for an hour while she was in the gym so she was incontactable and she was probably just sitting there eating a KFC bargain bucket. We all tell these little fibs in the beginning and I'm sure I definitely oh yeah I think I told him that I was like really into rugby but the reality is the only thing that I actually care about in rugby is the thighs. Um, Have you told any little fibs Fiona in the beginning? Obviously I'm like the queen of lies at the beginning to be fair less so now and I think it's purely because I have this podcast and I'm really aware that they'll probably listen and be like well you're You're a fucking liar you're a liar Um, you don't love anal and you don't love the dead cockroach I've listened to your damn podcast yeah I have now I'm to be honest now I I do want to be more upfront and I would say this is a note that we can end on as well in terms of honesty and growing as a person one I'm definitely more honest about what I like in the bedroom now because I'm like fucking over men hooking my legs <laughs> over their shoulders as I discussed last week. I'm I'm sick of men trying to go for the asshole yeah. when I haven't had a wax. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's not on the menu until I say it's on the menu. So which like all these, which is never, <laughs> which is all never. these things, right? But the one thing that I have noticed, and I noticed this, what happened basically with the silver fox was when he wasn't giving me what I wanted, instead of me agonizing over it for like an entire two weeks, I like agonized for like two seconds. And then I was like, mm, he's not giving me what I want. So see you later. Mm-hmm. Gee you later. Gee you later. And I feel like I read this book attached and it really helped me because basically when someone is showing you avoidant mm-hmm. t- traits, which was exactly what he was doing, mixed signals, number one, they basically give this thing in the book of like your, the red flags to look out mm-hmm. for. And number one is mixed signals, which he was giving. You basically just have to like fucking back away. And I have done that. And I'm like, if this had been back in the day, I would have been like, but we had this amazing date. He ticked all yeah. my boxes. Like, oh my God, all this like stuff. And it's like, he's not the only person in the fucking world that's going to tick my yeah. boxes. And he's just one guy. that comes with age, experience, yeah. wisdom, self-assurance, self-confidence. Um, I've been in a relationship where the red flags have been literally shoved oh, the red right the up my arse. And I've been like, it's <laughs> fine. Yeah. It's, uh, he's got a good car. Um, Red's now, my favorite color. Yeah, I, well, yeah, exactly. Now when I see those red flags, and thank God I haven't seen one in quite some time, I've actually got the balls and I've got so much appreciation for myself and what I want out of life that I'm like, listen, you're probably a great guy. You're just not for me in this moment in time yeah. so I'm gonna move on and being so believing of the fact that my guy 
is there with all my quirks with all the things that some men might consider flaws that man will see and just think fuck I love that girl she's yeah, so that. weird you know a little bit odd but she's my fucking oddball someone that fa- dick, loves your weirdness and that is it but Fiona this has been such a wholesome chat it's been a really okay, wholesome drop chat the C-bomb and I did drop the C-bomb but I felt like it was, it was, it was required appropriate it was because required. anyone that basically calls someone a catfish for being a little bigger than they are in their pictures can literally go fuck right and off fuck themselves suck a they can yeah. suck a dick and shove a kfc bucket wings up their ass because mm-hmm. having a little bit of weight gain is not a fucking catfish a catfish is when they are literally a completely different person or they've posted photos of like 20 years ago when they were eight when they were 15 and they're now 54. But men are but not, and this is the thing, I don't want to be, I don't want to men bash. No. People are superficial. We would love to hear from you as always. So the topics that we've covered today, we would love you to get in touch in regards to sexlessness. Is this something that you experience? Is it something that you suffer with? If you do, please don't reach out to us. And um, any tips that you have on improving libido? Um fibs that you told in the early days or fibs that your partner told you me quite a lot this week yeah quite a lot <laughs> and uh yeah anything else babe? if you That's just want good. to shoot the breeze about anything at all then we're here for you we've really ran over to this week have we i feel like the past two weeks we've had just like completely run over we've just not i even literally the feel like i've been talking for 10 minutes i sh- i shit you <laughs> not i if i was to put a time on this i'd say 20 minutes what is it 55 minutes okay also jj's like messaging us we're gonna go anyway have a great week and i will i've got something exciting to actually talk about for next week so we will leave you on that cliffhanger and also for next week laura and i will tell you about a little experiment that we are conducting and we would like to hear your thoughts on it this is a podcast now production